Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to the only podcast on the entire internet featuring Long Beach State Athletic Director Andy Fee. It's the LB Fee Show, as always, the show hosted by the 562.org. I am Mike Gardabasio, our, our typical co-host, J.J. Fiddler, not able to be here with us today, so you're stuck with me and with Andy. Andy, welcome to the show. How we doing? How we doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Hey, life is good here at the beach. That's good. It's good It's good to have life be good. Uh, as listeners of the show know, we release every two weeks. We're joined every episode by a different coach here at Long Beach State. This episode will be joined by Sean Winget of the Long Beach State Cross Country Program, so definitely stick around for that. But first, got to do This Week at the Beach, talk about everything that's going on. Uh, well, first of all, Andy, I did. there was some – this is – being frank, this has been a, a frustrating fall, I know, with some of the sports here at Long Beach State. Writing about them, obviously, we're, we're used to having a little bit more good news than we usually do. But I saw some great news that I wanted to talk with you about, about graduation rates. That's <laughs> and I was looking, I was like, we got to find something positive to talk about. That, and the graduation rates is a good one to talk about, right? Yeah, it's it's been a tough fall. You know, we've had some injuries and, and other things, but, you know, um, you know, we'll keep battling. But um, as we always say, champions on the field and in the classroom and certainly in the classroom right now, uh, our folks are, are off the charts, uh, tied for the highest graduation rate in the Big West Conference at 89%, tied with UC Davis, and I believe the highest graduation success rate in the Cal State system. So that's a, a really a testament to our student-athletes, our coaches, our staff, and administration. I was going to say, like, who gets the most credit when you have the highest? You know what I mean? Like, if a coach wins a championship, I assume that the coach gets a nice, like, you know, congratulations and a handshake. Who gets credit for the graduation rates? Is it the tutors at the Bickerstaff Center? Is it just the students? Is it professors? Like, who 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 gets the trophy for that one? Well, you know, I'll say it takes a village. Uh, you know, obviously the Bickerstaff Academic Center, uh, Sandra Shirley and Tamika Spivey, who, who helped run that center, um, you know, deserve a ton of credit. Um, it's the, you know, the academic counselors, it's the tutors, certainly the student athletes, it's our faculty. I mean, it, it honestly does take a village. Everyone it, except for you, me and Roger. Basically. That's right. That's I, I have uh, no, no direct <laughs> hand in, in the success uh, academically other than trying to stay out of the way. But, uh, but everybody has to do their part uh, to make it work. So it, it really is a collective success. All right, let's talk about some of the action going on over the last week. Uh, another tough week for the women's soccer team. Uh, fall to 3-10 and ten and 1-4 and four in the Big West with a loss to UC Davis 2-1. to one. Alicia Laramie continues to be like perhaps the most exciting athlete I've seen at Long Beach State because it seems like every time she touches the ball, she scores. She did score again against uh, Davis, but unable to uh, to get over on top despite outshooting them 18-6 to six and 14-2 to two in the second half. Uh, I texted JJ after the game. I said, I know exactly what Mauricio Ingracia is saying right now because I've, <laughs> I've heard him have to deliver that frustrating speech where it's like, we dominated run of play, we got a really good goal, and we lost 2-1. to one. Yeah, I mean, you look at their possession, time of possession, I mean, it, it's frustrating. And I, I think right now, you know, losing games by one goal um, has, has not been uh, in our favor, obviously. But, you know, this team's going to keep on playing. And, you know, you never say never. Uh, stranger things have happened. So, uh, you know, I know Mauricio is going to pull out all the stops to keep that team motivated. 
women's volleyball team had sort of a Jekyll and Hyde weekend, uh, lost to Cal State Fullerton uh, in three sets, and then beat UC Irvine in three sets <laughs> on back-to-back nights. Uh, I texted Joy Mackenzie Furbringer and said, it must have been a really good speech after the Fullerton match uh, because they looked like a different team coming out against, uh, against the Anteaters and just mowing them down, basically. Yeah, and that's, a, that's another t- program where the record uh, isn't where we want it to be, but... I mean, you look at the losses, um, you know, UCLA, where we got swept, but, you know, those, those were two-point losses in each of those straight sets. And the other night, um, those were straight set losses, but I think each of those was, was two points. So, um, you know, easily things could be different. Um, that doesn't mean much at the end of the day, but we're not, we're not that far away. And, um, and you can see they came back uh, against Irvine and, and just did exactly what you said. Definitely wanted to highlight Haley Harward, uh, averaged over four digs per set on the weekend, is now at 1,434 career digs, good enough for fourth all-time at Long Beach State. Uh, it's obviously a program with some volleyball history. <laughs> so to get into the top five in any category is a big deal, and uh, Haley certainly earned her way up there. With uh, JD, I've been saying she's the Aaron Craft at Long Beach State. It feels like Haley has been here for seven or eight years I think at this point yeah you know it's funny programs seem to sometimes you you, you go man how long have they been here now right. they're like a 10th year veteran you know uh in the pool the men's water polo team number seven in the country beat San Jose State 10 to 6 and uh, Golden West College 13 to 6 freshman Rafael Real Vergara scored four goals in the win over San Jose State uh and the men's water polo team continuing to pick up steam uh, now one and zero in conference as they're moving into the uh, the meat of the schedule here in the fall. Women's tennis team was at the ITA Southwest Regionals. They had four players out there in San Diego over the weekend. Emma Bardet led the way. Is it Bardet or Bardet, Roger? Bardet. It's Bardet. I'm saying Emma Bardet because we had a football player in Long Beach named Bardet. Emma Bardet, Natalia Munoz, Victoria Rutkowska, and Zara Lennon all finishing with wins on the final day. That's what you're trying to do in tennis, win on the final day. And the cross-country team, we'll talk about a little bit more with Coach Winget, was at the Santa Clara Bronco Invitational where they had some big performances on both sides. So, uh, Andy, let's talk a little bit about homecoming. I think that's the big thing you guys are looking at now as the basketball seasons are getting ready to ramp up. Uh, what's the best way? We talked about this last episode. I love the homecoming tradition here. Most schools that don't have football programs don't get this big celebration of the school's history. You guys do it up big. I always love the lawn in front of the pyramid uh, when we were students. Uh, some of our friends, not JJ and I, used to get drunk and go play bocce ball over there uh, before the homecoming game. But what, what's special about that tradition, and how can people kind of get involved and make sure they get their tickets? Yeah, as you said, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of programs, mid-majors, they don't, they don't celebrate homecoming. And uh, I think that's what uh, makes our campus uh, a great one, is that we do have a sense of family. Do we, we do have a sense of belonging. Um, you know, I would encourage fans, uh, if you haven't purchased tickets yet, you can go online to beachathleticfund.com or you can call the box office at 562-985-4949. But we're really excited. We've got a doubleheader. We've got uh, women's basketball uh, who's going to be playing Westcliff University to to start the doubleheader out. And then uh, the men are going to be taking on the University of San Diego. So, you know, we, we heard from a lot of people, you know, we want a better opponent. 
Uh, I talked about it last year that we were going to get a better opponent. Those people are dumb. I want a worse opponent. <laughs> I just want like a like a 40-minute dunk show. You know I, what I mean? I'm like with you. If you could get a middle school team in here for homecoming, that would be perfect for me. I, I, I'm with you. I, I want to not sweat it. I want to you know just go, which dunk do I want to look at after the game? But, uh, but it'll be a great matchup. Uh, University of San Diego is, is a very good program out of the West Coast Conference. Uh, so that's going to be exciting, but, you know, it's going to be a great afternoon uh, with lots of activities for alums. Um, Naples Rib Company is going to be out feeding people. Um, as I mentioned about tickets, you can buy a ticket which includes uh, a meal from Naples Rib Company plus your game ticket package deal. Uh, so it, it, it's a lot of fun, you know, and, um, you know, this year we're not going to be retiring a jersey, but we're, we're looking at, um, you know, next year. Um, we're already talking around kicking some ideas around maybe – there might be a men's volleyball number that may go up in the rafters, but uh, tease that a little bit. Um, you know, yeah, it's yeah, also uh, the 25th anniversary of the pyramid, so let's not nice. forget that uh, that little stat. So it is a special year. Have I told you my story about the pyramid being built? What's that? You, you know, I went to elementary school directly across Atherton at Mini Gant Elementary, and I was 10 when they were building it, which would put me in, I don't know, it was third or fourth grade or something. And um, as you might expect, none of the third or fourth graders read the newspaper. So we did not know what was being built across the street, but we saw the grid work going up and the iron beams in the shape of a pyramid. And the, uh, the rumors were rampant, you know, <laughs> I have to say. And I have, I have gone on to cover some really special moments in the pyramid, but none of them as crazy as what I thought was going to happen in there when I was in third grade. Yeah, we were I, sure. It was like the aliens are right across the street and none of the adults seem to care. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know where your mind goes when you're in third or fourth grade, yes. Um, all right. So uh, before we get to our special guests, I just want to remind our uh, Long Beach State fans here about the 562.org and all the coverage we've been providing of your favorite university. We've got our daily newsletter that's like getting a print newspaper, except it's digitally delivered to your email inbox every morning. We've got highlight videos, previews, recaps, photo galleries, Twitter updates, and obviously you can tweet at us or, you know, if you've Find a way to get our phone number. I guess you could text us. You can always come up to us at a game and talk Long Beach State sports. We love doing all that. We're now going to welcome on our special guest in his record-setting run, fourth year <laughs> cross-country and distance coach at Long Beach State, Sean Winget. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. So uh, so you made a reference when you were coming in. So I missed your podcast last year, and then JJ's missing it this year. So I guess we're, we must have some kind of beef with you yeah, that you I'm just, not aware of. You just don't, don't like me, I guess. That's all right. <laughs> Get in line. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, you guys are having a great season. Um, coming off of the uh, the Santa Clara Bronco Invitational, uh, break it down for us. I know there are some PRs and some big times there. Yeah, we just came off a big training block. Um, you know, a little bit different, trying to figure out how, how to transition into these meets. And so we go to Santa Clara, and um, everybody was pretty well rested, had some really good work. And on the women's side – um, Lisa Allen kind of knocked it out of the park, ran 21.02 for a 6K, which is roughly 538-mile pace. It's faster than I could run it, yeah. yeah me yeah. as well. Right. <laughs> and that, that puts her the number six time, you know, in history of Long Beach State, and that's the fastest that we've had a, a female run since 2011. Wow. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so when you say a big training block, I know that typically that means that your kids were probably miserable in that in that time frame. Of course, what's, a, yeah. what's a big training block for you guys? How how intense of a period of time is that? 
It was pretty intense because we took, you know, three weekends without a race. And so that means, you know, for a race, you're going to back off a little bit. So you're a little more rested going into it. Right. When you don't have that race every other weekend, it's like, oh, shoot, we now have a long time till our next race. So it really, you have to focus. And yeah, they weren't always happy with it. They didn't love it. Right, right, right. I wasn't their favorite every day. (laughs) What what kind of mileage are you guys doing? How do you, you know, when you have a big block like that, how, how intense can that get? You know, it varies from person to person. You know, Alyssa's getting up in the 60 miles. Um, You know, we've got some guys that are doing high of 80s. Um, You know, it it varies depending on, you know, what we're going to try to give you as many miles as you can without breaking you. So we, we try to walk that knife and we vary from 40 to, to 60 on the girls and, you know, 60 to 80 on the guys. In what time frame are you talking about? Week, <laughs> in weekly? a week. Yeah. In one week. In one week. Six days, thinking, actually. So, I've, had, yeah. I've had some 40-mile months, you know. I, I've, I've put in a good 40-mile month every now and then. Um, I have a car now, so I don't need to drive there. <laughs> so you've been uh, – you, so, okay, first of all, that is one thing I always like to ask distance coaches. No one, very few people, I should say, remain distance runners, you know, competitively over the course of their life. How do you coach, you know, these these kids doing this? Is it, here's your five-mile course, I'll see you back here, I trust that you're doing it. Are you next to them on a scooter? You know, are you guys on the beach and you're uh, driving a forerunner? How do you personally kind of manage overseeing all that? A little bit of all of it. You know, you, you (laughs) you have to trust them. You know, nowadays it's a little bit easier because the watches and you know, right. they can come back and show me, oh, I did this far at this pace. It'll be nice but, in like 10 years, you'll just be able to chip them. Yeah, I'll just you put know, a like chip a in their dog ear and, and right. they go on, you know, and I can just track it from home. I don't even have to come to work. Get you some know, biometrics in there. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Exactly. Or I can have somebody else try it because, you know, my kids know I can't do anything technology. So, <laughs> so they'd be pretty safe. But some days I'm on a bike with them. Um, we do a lot of stuff at Hartwell Park where, you know, it's a mile loop. So, you know, I see them coming by and, so, you know, a combination of all of the above. So when you got hired four years ago, uh, Andy Scythe, who's obviously over the whole, you know, anything anyone's doing with their feet here, I guess actually their arms or, you know, all <laughs> kinds of other stuff as well. Andy told me, he said that your hire sort of represented a change in the philosophy in the program. There was going to be a little bit more support put behind the distance running programs. Um, what's that been like for you taking over a program that had a, has a lot of history? I mean, right. you know, yeah. and obviously, as you know, a lot of the guys have stuck around and are still yeah. active in the in the world here. What was it like taking over a program that had a lot of history, but not necessarily a lot of recent success um, and kind of building it up the way you have year by year? Well, first, you you embrace the history. You know, you always embrace the history and, you know, you just throw that in the forefront and then you just got to work hard. You know, you just, you know, grind, you're out in the streets, you're getting to every meet that you can get to. And, you know, nowadays it's almost information overload because there's so much you can online. just hop on you know you can sit at home and, and do it right. and I don't necessarily like doing that I'm a little bit old school where I like to get to as many meets as I possibly can and you know see them compete you you are old school in that regard and I've seen you at more meets in Long Beach than I think some of the actual high school coaches you know I mean you've got <laughs> you've got a very good attendance record what is that you say that that's old school but what is that about you that that's your approach? I mean, do you feel like you gain more information seeing someone run in person, or is it just wanting to show that you support the local community? What's behind that kind of move on your part? You know, first of all, I live in Long Beach, so I want to support the Long Beach community and, you know, support the local runners and the coaches in that aspect. But also I'm watching and, you know, seeing and, you know, trying to keep the – 
the local kids in town. There's been a tremendous amount of talent come through Long Beach, and you know, I do the best I can to, to keep them here. Yeah, for for sure. But so, if if I were to tell you this kid ran a 1550 uh, versus you were to see the way he's running when he finishes or something like that, do you feel like you get more out of seeing it, or is it I, more I, about that you want to show the support by being there? Yeah. Both. Yeah. Right, okay. yeah. You know, I, I get more out of it by seeing it because, right. especially in cross country, because, well, which course was it? You know, was it the flat course? Was it the, the Signal Hill course? Signal or, Hill you know, course a little different than running yeah. a Hartwell. So, yeah, for you sure. You know, there's a lot of different courses. And really, the only course that I look at times is the Clovis course. Mm. You know, that's the, what's a 5 Because I mean, everyone runs there. Everybody that I've known that's come through Long Beach State, you know, five, ten years ago till now, it's the same course. And right. so I can compare apples to apples yeah because comparing mount sack to to clovis to right hartwell to signal hill you know we're we're not even in the same you know vegetable department <laughs> yeah that's a good way of putting it um tell us a little bit more about this year's team and you know who who people should be looking out for as you guys are you know rounding into the thick of it here okay um you know like i said on the girls side Alyssa allen's you know had a phenomenal year we're looking for her to to, you know, try to break into that top 10, if not higher at the conference meet. Um, you know, we've got a lot of kids on the on the women's side that they're just really working hard and improving and PRing every week, every week. Um, on the guys' side, I guess we didn't even hit the guys earlier. Um, you know, the guys finished ninth at the, at the Santa Clara meet, about 11 points behind, you know, Cal. Right. And, you know, that's just one passing one more person down the home stretch, and, and you know, we turned that score around. And... Gabe Simpson has, and Ray Ornelas have been kind of our leaders back and forth, and they both ran, you know, 24-35 and 24-38, which puts them like three and five seconds off making the top ten list. Right. So our, our guys' team's a nice, solid pack. Yeah. Um, really looking forward to seeing how they just put it all together when they run for each other at conference. Yeah. Um, Last question would just be, I, you know, I didn't know anything about cross country when I became a sports writer. And some of the high school coaches here basically dragged me by my ear out to El Dorado and were like, you guys are doing all this great football and volleyball stuff, but come check this out. We pro- we'll make it easier on you, right? We'll, sure. ex- we'll explain the whole thing to you. Uh, and so then now I've been covering it for 12 years or so. Gosh, that's a long time. Um, I've been impressed with, it seems like that sport is more of a community in Long Beach than most of the sports. As someone who's been around the country a little bit, what, what, what's your thoughts, you know, from the outside coming in and now becoming a part of it on the community here from the youth level up through, you know, college where you're coaching and even some of the masters running stuff. I mean, is it more of a tight knit group than it is in some other places or what, what's sort of different about it here? I guess. I think it's, there's just been a lot of success here. And, you know, Long Beach is a sports crazy town and cross country is a sport. So therefore, you know, (laughs) but, you know, you definitely it's, you know, I've met, you know, parents out at the the meets that like, well, no, I'm not even here. You know, my kid graduated two years ago, but I still come out to watch them. Right. Because it's just one of those things that, you know, you watch the same kids and all these meet. They might have grown up, you know, doing summer track together or being on a club team together. Right. Um. They might have went to middle school together, junior high together, neighbors, you know, all of that stuff. And they run together so, so many times during the year that, you know, it's it's been like even when I was in high school, you know, I knew all the runners that I was, you know, competing right. against. And they all knew me and we knew the coaches. And, you know, it's it's just kind of the, the way the cross country community is. You know, yeah. they all, you know, you hate each other when you're when the gun goes off. But after that, 
everybody's, you know, it, it's a small world. Well, it's not like football or you're not punching each other while you're, well, I mean, maybe sometimes, be, maybe, maybe yeah. sometimes I've it, seen it, that happen happens. a few times, but <laughs> for the most part, it's right. It's not a sport where you're supposed to be tackling the other Correct. person or whatever. Yeah. So you would expect a little more sportsmanship out of it, I guess, in that regard. Uh, well, I agree. It, it's obviously a great community here and better for having you uh, in town, hopefully for a long time to come. But thanks for coming on the show, Sean. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate it. So great getting to catch up with Sean. I see, uh, I, for my money, and I see all of your guys' coaches out there, you know, in the in the field, as I'm sure they think of it pretty frequently, but Sean is like no other in terms of getting to events in Long Beach. Like oh, if there's a high school event here, he's there. Everybody knows him. It's that community thing. I just love it that it's like, even when there's kids where maybe they're the fourth place runner at the third place school, they know they're not getting a scholarship to Long Beach State, but they still want to come up and say hi to coach. They love that he's there. Uh, and I, I, I really respect that because I think to me, that's the community building that goes beyond. Like he's talking to people and making people's day where they're never going to do anything for him, but he just knows he's the coach at the college program and it means something for him to be there. You yeah, know that, I mean? that's the great connection. And, and it takes a few, few years, you know, as you said, he's in his fourth year and I think he's got that traction now where people know who he is and he is a member of our community yeah for sure um okay we uh, we close the lb fee show out every episode with food recommendations uh andy what, what do you what do you have what can I'm, you recommend to me i'm gonna go with spagatinis Ooh. so we were uh, just out there last week i took our uh, employees of the month we took uh, from last year all those those winners over to spagatini so uh, a shout out and a thank you to uh Lori cisneros and carrie hardwick for taking care of us, but uh, you always get a great meal uh, at Spagatini. There's no doubt about that. My food recommendation is going to be uh, George's Greek Cafe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this story in the news, but the, the patriarch, oh, yeah. the founder of George's, uh, passed away like three days ago, and then last night his wife of like 70 years yeah, passed away. Yeah, that's unbelievable. <clears throat> so, I, you know, obviously very uh, very sad for the family. The restaurant's in great hands with, uh, with the family still and will continue to be, but uh, – that's always one of those stories you read it you know someone passed away and then their their spouse of you know decades passed away right after and it's like it's the ro- most romantic and saddest thing imaginable right right, right. It's, <laughs> it's like a movie but a sad movie for sure so definitely uh george's spagatini can't go wrong with either one of those make sure you get your homecoming tickets today do not wait on those you can go to the website or call the box office at 562-985-4949 we'll be back again in two weeks i'm i'm pretty confident we'll have basketball coaches I'm going to guess that'll be our big basketball preview in two weeks. Uh, We're obviously excited to get back in the pyramid to cover some hoops, so stay tuned for that. Make sure to tell your friends. Go link the LB Fee Show on Twitter, Facebook. Well, you can't really link it on Instagram, but link it wherever you want. Tell all your friends, and we'll see you next time, Long Beach.